up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What up, everybody? How's it going? It is another Monday night. It is 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and you are tuned in to the drive-in speaker box. That's right. We're going to be talking about movies for you for the next hour. I'm your loyal host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm your super loyal host, yeah, <laughs> Slick Doggy. The grip. Well, uh, yeah, and so here we are. We're here. It's another week. We're uh, we're doing things. We're uh, we're doing a show for you. If you get the show via podcast on uh, wherever downloadable podcast you get them, you can join in live. I guess probably next week, since uh, you probably won't hear this until then. But when you do, you can follow us on our Facebook, our Twitch, and our YouTube, and get involved over here in the chat, like Vince over here on Twitch already has been. Uh, so yeah, we we love Some to see cool your- movie related emails. That's right. You can get them exclusively on Twitch. So uh, for all of you YouTube and Facebook viewers, you can switch over to Twitch and have a good old time playing along with all that fun stuff and subbing and and you uh, doing all that fun stuff that we like. So anyway, um, as the title suggests, if you are uh, looking at that, um, we're going to be talking about some films today. We're going to be talking about Bodies, 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 which I caught in the theater this weekend. And Jake, what did you catch this weekend? I Dragon Ball Super Superhero in its United States super, release. Super. Yeah. Well, it's Dragon Ball Super colon Superhero. Super colon. Remember the Saturday Night Live skit, the Super colon blow, the, the cereal that was, uh, it's like, how <laughs> yeah. many bowls of your regular blood brand cereal would it take to equal one bowl of super colon blow? Mm-hmm. And it was like Phil Hartman, and, and he's like on this giant pyramid of bowls, and, uh, you know, just talking about he's going to shit his pants so good. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Phil Hartman, pour one out, dude. Uh, but anyway, we're going to be talking about those films later in the program. Also, uh, Jake caught the newest episode of House of Dragons or whatever. Yeah, the, and, the first episode of the new series of the Game of Thrones prequel spinoff. Apparently one of the biggest premieres of HBO Max history. More people watched it huh. than any other uh, premiere that HBO has done. Which yeah, so is, is it in HBO Max history? or is it an HBO history or is it HBO Go history? Who knows? They love to throw those things out. Because if they say HBO Max history, then you might think, oh, all of HBO forever. But it's really just the last year or two. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's that's a marketing tactic that they, you know, uh, I mean, it's always, you see the, the, the theaters that have been doing it or uh, uh, production houses have been doing it for years where it's like the number one movie in America. They always cut together some trailer that's like, check out the number one movie in America. Which it's like they had the, the the biggest Thursday in 2021 this month opening of all time, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that's just a very minute, you know, uh, sample size that you guys are. Anyway, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, we're going to be talking about that later in the show as well. But as we always do at the beginning of the program, we're going to talk to you about some some news. Some stuff happened. There's there's always news. Uh, one of my my favorite bits of news, and I and I and I don't know what I did with it. I know I I thought I brought it up here. Maybe it's still at my house. I'm not quite sure. But um, my my movie pass. Uh, I saw that. Did you see this? Yeah. yeah. So movie pass. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, is supposed to be returning to, um, I don't know, us? Like, what? Yeah, so it's it's coming back and it'll be available on Labor Day, but as of this Thursday is when you sign the up. The sign up, yeah. Yeah, August 25th at, uh, what time, 9 a.m. Uh, the article didn't say what time zone the 9 a.m. is, so be on alert for that. I mean, um, it's either going to be Pacific or Eastern. Yeah, Never likely. Uh, but you sign up for it, and it is limited how many people can sign up. It's for it's going to be exclusive for, for a, real. For a beta, and you won't know that you get it until they send you an email and say, okay, it's time, and then you'll get to choose what tier you want. They have a $10, $20, and $30 tier on average, but that will change depending on where you live. So if you live in New York or LA, it might be Probably a little, more a little expensive. bit more, $35 yeah. or whatever. If you live here with us, it might be the $10, 20 30 or, or whatever, but it's going to be some variation of that. You get to pick the tier, and then you have a certain amount of points that you get to use. So it's not unlimited like it was. It's not three. They've learned. It's not three movies a week like uh, AMC A list is, but instead you have a certain amount of points per month that you get to use based on whatever your subscription level is between the $10 and $30 tiers. Yeah, Vivid Santa over on Twitch says it's the Diners Club card of movie clubs, and or maybe like the what was it Colum- Columbia House? Was that the like the CD club where you get to like mm-hmm. you, you tear out the little stamps and you lick them and you put them on the thing? You mail it, you get like fifteen CDs, and then, yeah, and then uh, nonstop spam phone calls and 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 snail mail for the rest of your waking adult life. Yep. Um, I did maybe you, did yeah. you not do Columbia House? We did the stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It just it wasn't as awful. Uh, oh, as you get the fifteen free, and then you just don't give them any money, and then they're like, "Well, wait a minute, that's not how this works." Yeah, I mean, it was a scheme I've seen, but at the same time, it worked out fine for my family. Uh, the thing about Movie Pass, though, it's only working with twenty five percent of the theaters in the country. Yeah, you might want to check. Well, and, and and here's you know it's it's interesting to see because MoviePass went away in 2017. It was sold to a private equity company, and then uh, you know uh, quote due to mismanagement or whatever, and they closed their doors. And it was really due to the fact that they let a floodgate of people subscribe to the service, and many people were using it all the time, but they didn't have the the liquid capital to start paying for all of these tickets uh, versus how many members they had. And uh, so they're oh wait a minute. So this this time around they're like well, we're gonna we're gonna make it a little more exclusive, a little more manageable for what we can't can and can't provide um and we'll see what happens i mean you know as you're you're seeing uh, theaters are getting more popular again uh you know people are going back out to the theater and the streaming services you know as vince mentioned in our discord uh over the past week it's you know it's kind of funny watching everybody like poo poo on Netflix because they're like look we're gonna have to raise our prices if you're gonna be wanting to see all these expensive programs and then it was like ah Netflix that's the worst we're gonna cancel our Netflix accounts and then meanwhile like Disney waits for everybody to to, to like be mad at Netflix and they go yeah we're gonna raise our prices too 
and uh, they did the iPhone. They did the Apple thing. They're like, oh, someone's mad at Samsung or Android. By the way, our stuff's worse. <laughs> and yeah. and everyone's like, well, that was in the news first, so I'll just just completely ignore that. Like yep. when the iPhones were literally grenading in people's pockets, and like a couple of Samsungs got a little hot, and iPhone just skirted under the radar in that one. There was a time where you couldn't board a plane if you had a Samsung phone. The Galaxy Note yeah, Seven. I know like, they nope. forced me to give it back. Nope. Two of these have gotten hot, and the statistics show that one out of every 495,000 has the potential, so you're just not allowed to have it. There's going to be a fourth shutdown. I took mine back in the last five minutes you were allowed to because I didn't want to give it up. <laughs> Meanwhile, there was iPhones literally grenading and killing people oh, and like all, blowing their fingers off. Uh, but the thing with Movie Pass, though, whoever gets signed up on the beta, if you find out you do are part of the beta, you also get 10 invites to bring friends into it. Invite your friends. So yeah. I wonder if they're going to do like the A list entourage thing. I don't think so because mm. I don't know if they can because it's going to be used passes, at different theaters. Yeah, and Movie yeah. Pass works a lot like a credit card. You know, you just go in and your form of payment is the Movie Pass, and uh, it'll be it'll be really interesting. I I was always kind of a fan of Movie Pass. I knew it was going to fail, uh, but I was a member all the way up until the end. And uh, I promise I'm going to find my card and bring it up here and, and show it to you one of these days. Um, but uh, but yeah, really interesting to see that. Uh, making a comeback so yeah this this week if you want to get in in line it's uh or or t- what maybe it's t- today or no thursday thursday yeah, yeah thursday said. yeah find out which uh time zone the 9 a.m is uh also real quick vince posted in the twitch our discord yeah join the discord it's fun you can talk to us outside of the show um we can talk to you about things like yeah, movie passes movie pass. and what days things happen and and whatever uh, the the fun stuff to talk about is well, and also speaking of um, fun, interesting movie related things, this I think is actually terrible, and I don't want to go see it because I'm not excited about this project. But uh, theatrical release of the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings, I believe, going to be in Cinemark well, theaters one yeah, day only. Let's not be get misleading here. The Rings of Power, the well, new, yes. the new Amazon show. Yeah, the first two episodes will be available in theaters so that everyone can go be publicly disappointed. Yeah, you can yeah, you can go be disappointed in a room full of your peers being like, "What did we just watch?" Um again, another marketing tactic. I I'm okay with this. I actually think that more things should be released in theaters. I think this is pretty fun. Um but yeah, it's it's uh I, you know, the Lord of the Rings thing like and 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 much like this this House of Dragons, which I know you're going to be talking about later and we'll mm-hmm. we'll jump back into this conversation as the show uh continues, but uh I it just this this just too little uh, too too much too late i guess mm. is what i'm thinking with a lot of these properties they're like oh we got to revisit like let's let's not let's well, like leave something sacred the thing with the rings of power is that they have made it abundantly clear that they don't care for the source material and they've stepped away from it as much as possible which doesn't make any sense no. why why would you do something on a uh, specific ip if you don't care anything about it and choose to because step money. away from That's it as why. much as possible. Hey, hey thanks for thanks the sub, Knox. Knox. Yeah. Uh, James, LL, answer your question, not, no. Not excited about uh, Rings of Power or House of Dragons, says Knox on the resub. So uh, we agree. I mean, I do have an Eye of Sauron right right here behind me uh, flaming in the background. You well, know, we're, we're Tolkien fans. Like, yeah, and but, the, the original Peter Jackson live action of Lord of the Rings, not so much The Hobbit, 
is re- is really good. It is good. And the creation of the eye of Sauron as a visualization that didn't exist in the books was a really cool directorial call for way to go, Peter. A visual storytelling element. So there there's a lot of cool things there. And now they're doing this Rings of Power, and they're like, but what if Screw Tolkien though? So uh, what if not money so, dollars? Yeah. Uh, not Tyler so cool. says more excited for Willow. Yeah, when is that coming out? It should be relatively soon. Uh, I don't have my, you know, I don't have my dates in front of me, but and I'm terrible with remembering dates. But We've I, about I am also kind of excited about Willow. I think I think this, if anything needs a fleshing out, I think Willow was one of those. You know, it was a it was a great film. It was very small, short. I mean, honestly, the runtime on that movie, that entire movie, was about what some of these episodes are these days of these series so um uh furious apology asks is this willow a show or a film it is a show show. it is a season fleshed out season uh i believe on disney plus and uh because that is a a lucasfilm project and that is now owned by the disney corporation i guess buena vista home entertainment yeah and while it was not shown in any of the trailer stuff that they've released (sighs) yet uh mad morgan is supposed to be in the show somewhere well, I mean, leave it to Val. Like Val did a did a cool cameo in Top Gun. You know, he he's still a talented actor. He just has monster throat cancer and can't like you know do do talking stuff. Watch his documentary. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, it's called Val. If you've not seen it, uh, it'll make you really appreciate him as just a human and uh, really 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 great uh, biopic. It's like a self doc. You know. Yeah, and his son narrates it, who you found out later, lended his voice to the uh, amalgamation of the voice for Val Kilmer in Top, the, in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see what else. You know, speaking of streaming online stuff, you know, I talked about, uh, I've been kind of talking about Sandman lately because, you know, it was the number one on Netflix for like two weeks and everybody's like, oh, so watched on Netflix. So great. Netflix, everybody's watching this show. It's such a great show. I agree. It's great. It's a great graphic novel. It's a great audiobook. Audible did a f- um, phenomenal job on this production. Netflix did a pretty good job on this com- production. But Neil Gaiman is saying that season two may not happen because. It's just too expensive, hmm. you know, and, and and here's where I get really just frustrated and confused about these streaming services, these Netflix, you know, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus, whatever, is, you know, you're, you're making really good stuff, but they're trying to make things so fast and hold our attention so quick and cheaply that, like, good stuff that people like and if this was like you know in a theater or a box office we're giving it money we'd see more of it but since it's like a tv show and they're like well i mean you all like it but i mean we could probably make stuff that you'll all watch just as much for a lot cheaper and a lot dumber and uh you know the 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 the, uh, the books that's what i'm really curious about how the the financial viability of making these tv shows because it is not about making good stuff that we love it's about making shit we'll look at and uh you know that's that's a terrible model and 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 it's so much of what everything in the entertainment business is turning into. I mean, just look at TikTok. Like, it is not full of good content. It is full of shit we'll look at. And uh, and they know this, and they're like, as long as we got your view, we don't really care what it is. As long as we make it cheaply, 
quickly and uh, get it out to you in the fastest way possible so you keep looking at us. Um, and then great shows like Sandman or what could have been great shows like Lord of the Rings just get hurried along and cheapened where they can. And um, it's a terrible thing. You know what, though? Uh, last week after our show, it was in the news that for the first time ever, streaming uh, pa- surpassed cable in viewership. Uh, but that being said, Netflix is consistently reporting that they're losing subscribers and money. So I wonder if it's like a just a pity act though, where they're like, "Oh, nobody fell, join up, poor Netflix." I think more people are going to different streaming services. Like well, they're splitting uh, the pool. I mean, yeah. BMW is trying to get on the microtransaction game for heated seats. You know, mm-hmm. like they're trying to get your monthly subscription. Like it's crazy. Everybody's trying to get your monthly subscription and nickel and dime us all to death. Oh man, you want to talk about vehicles and monthly subscription? It was announced that the majority of GM products uh, next year will come with a forced OnStar subscription that's built into the price of the vehicle that you can't remove or get away from by being like, no, I'd prefer not to have OnStar. Uh, Chevy and like one or two of the Buicks or uh, Cadillacs are going to be the only ones that don't have it. And then eventually they'll be added in. But everything Buick, everything GMC or whatever will all have forced subscription services uh, and you can't not have it. I'm telling you, that is the way of the future. They are going to find ways to force us into monthly, small monthly fees where well, you just don't, you know, don't worry about it. So, it's like the pizza, the pizza place that's here where uh, they closed for like three months in the summer. But unless you like called corporate on the phone uh, and said, cancel my thing, they just went ahead and auto deducted your account for your monthly subscription and like s- sat there and paid their bills. So Velvet Santa got into exactly what I was about to say, said is the Xbox One online requirement all over again, which they ended up not doing because so many people complained before it was launched and that's how PlayStation got ahead of them. But PlayStation, so Sony is now doing it. If you want to have a PS5 or if you own a PS5, the only way you can play your PS5 is if you pay for the monthly PS Plus uh, to be a PS Plus member. But they've introduced the new tiered PlayStation subscription service so you can be like on one of the five levels of subscription. Meanwhile, Xbox was like... You, you can have Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate or Gold. There's three. You don't have to have them. You don't have to have any of them. It's nice to have, but you don't have to. And PlayStation's like, you have to. You have to pay at least $8 a month uh, minimum to even play the console. So, uh, yeah, everyone is going back on the huge subscription well, train. I dropped so many of mine. Like, well, I really, know. really want to watch Beavis and Butthead. I am not paying for paramount plus again i think it's on hulu no Check it's it. not oh no. that they take it off because no, I, I i know i watched it on you told I, me I when paramount. we talked the other day and i hopped on hulu instantly and it was not there yeah maybe amazon maybe check amazon i don't know and you know what the thing about subscription services too so i wanted to watch the fly yesterday and like the help me or the jeff goldblum breaking jeff, that dude's wrist yeah jeff okay. goldblum yeah where he yeah he goes to the bar and he's like check me out how hot i am here's a hundred bucks snap let's go babe um, and then he yeah. vomits on her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't puke on her, but he did puke all over the place. He's nasty. Yeah. But yeah, that movie, if you go to Amazon or HBO, if you go to HBO and you look for it, it's not there. But if you go to Amazon, it says you can watch it with an HBO subscription. So there's different tiers of all of these subscription services through other subscription services. It's it's getting Well, they also know that if they all do it, we can't stop them. 
and that's the thing is is it becomes a monopoly of of um you know whatever the kind of cult of personality version of if they all do it we can't we can't there's no one to stop them and uh you know it's all it's all vanguard and black rock like where's my tinfoil let's just go ahead and put these on and and it's just it's it, you know it's going to happen and 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 you know it's already it's already a hard knock life out here mm-hmm. for us normies well you know what too we used to be a big uh uh, opposition to pirating, despite the fact we've probably both done it plenty of times. However, I used to have a rule. I had a rule, and this is this is for entertainment purposes only. Um, that 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 I would only pirate something if I couldn't access it by other means. Like that was that was my rule. That was my like Robin Hood code. Films. Yeah, yeah. Like if it wasn't on on a streaming that I could pay for, if it wasn't in a theater nearby. Then I would download it. Yeah. Um, a lot of Grips foreign films or, or something you had to do that with or buy on uh, VCD from your local Asian market. Um, but yeah, Vince said he pirated something. Uh, screw it. You know, which to that point, with the way that subscription services are getting out of control, I, I used to pirate quite a bit, I guess. You know, back, back when I knew a little bit more about computers and, and my way around the internet and things like that. But subscription services came out and, and things, and it made it easier to access things that I wanted, so I'd quit doing that because I really didn't need to. Uh, but now they're just getting so out of control. I'm like, teach me how to do it again. You know, they're I need just, to figure it out. They're going to they're gonna bleed us. They're going to bleed us dry. But uh, anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting about, you know, um, the Neil Gaiman uh, project because it's a cool thing. And nowadays, it doesn't matter if it's cool. It just matters if it's cheap. And it matters if... Uh, oh, it's yeah. been that way for a while. Uh, both versions of The Tick, uh, wildly popular with fans, have yeah. an extreme fandom. The, the version on Fox, they canceled before they ever aired it, but they aired it because they knew that people would burn the place down if they didn't show the show. And the whole time, we were mailing spoons to Fox to be like... It, that was the thing. That was the whole thing. You would put a plastic spoon in an envelope, send it to Fox, say, bring back The Tick. Spoon. Yeah. yeah, and they and they never did, and then Amazon did it, and they had two seasons, and they canceled it before the second season was even over or aired, and it was so good. It was it's so good, amazing. And the crazy thing is, if you look at the ratings, like the number of five star ratings on the the Tick Amazon show, there's like so many of them, just like mm-hmm. you know, I think well, and, in the tens of thousands. And then you look at other shows that Amazon just keeps pumping out, and it's like got 150 ratings, and they're like, whoa, whoa, greenlight it again. Yeah, they even showed, like, during its airing, they're like, oh, The Tick is, like, the most popular show on all of Prime, but they had already canceled it and didn't care. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. So, yeah, um, they don't care about making it good, they just care about uh, Vince crap. says the guy who played Arthur in the Amazon version has an amazing movie cut podcast. Uh, probably not as amazing as this one, but <laughs> you know we're a little biased. Um, but yeah, um, and Tyler quoting quoting the tick. Not so talky now with a belly full of hell, are you? Uh, you know you gotta love everything tick. It's the coolest. Um, okay. Um, I don't really have... I had a couple other news bits, but I don't want to get bogged down in, in too much of it. Uh, Paprika, um, you know, the Satoshi Kon, uh, another one of his uh, classic films, looking to get a live-action uh, adaptation, which I, I think that is idea. going to be terrible. Yes, I agree. Um, uh, Knives Out sequel coming out. It's been announced uh, for Christmas release. 
Uh, and HBO had a sizzle reel that came out with the House of Dragons type thing. There's new seasons of Titans, Doom Patrol, Pennyworth. Wait, new seasons of Titans out or in production? Announced okay. uh, for release. Okay. Um, I was like, I can't get caught up. The new uh, Pennyworth is going to be out there if you if you think Alfred from uh, Batman is rad. His Dark Materials gets another season. But they also, in the same video, released the first images and video of The Last of Us TV show. Uh, for going back to Sony, people that are fans of The Last of Us games. They want uh, a different flavor of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that show, uh, you got your first images of it with Pedro Pascal and uh, 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 the other Nick person. Offerman and uh, the, the girl that's playing Ellie. And then today's the anniversary of the release of Stand By Me. Oh. How about that? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Isn't that the uh, the, the one that did that and while they were walking, singing the songs? And then the vomit pie contest where the, uh, what is his, his name? is Lardass. And he eats all those pies and then he goes and throws up on everybody. And they tell the story and they get the le- leeches on his little pee pee. Yeah, they and do get leeches on the pee pee. I yeah. like that's the part you remember. Um, <laughs> Keeper Sutherland being a big time butthole man yeah and then they go find a dead body poke it with a stick and it gets all serious from then on out that's a really interesting movie like you look at movies like Stand By Me movies like that don't get made anymore good um, movies yeah it's it's very 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 good movie because story driven movie it's a, yeah it's a story like that movie's not really about anything it's just about this snapshot of these kids' lives and like this this time, you know, this this moment. And uh, you know, even though it was a Stephen King, you know, it's not scary. It's not a horror movie. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's pretty scary. In he that. is pretty scary, but I mean, he's like a just no scarier than walking outside in America on a given Thursday. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, Vince says the same thing. Kiefer Sutherland was scary. Is that because the kids are all there minding their own business, and he just shows up and nowhere. He's like, "Yeah, it's a dead body, and I'm gonna make you dead bodies too." And the kids are like, "No, please don't do that." Yeah. I mean, have you never been in a scary situation like that as a kid? Like, yeah. Yeah. People have, and that's the thing. That's why it's, I had a, had a knife. It held is at scary. My it is a horror this, movie. This Keith or Sutherland, like older bully than me, and he held a knife like straight up to my throat in his house. Like I was terrified. I was just like a little kid. Mm-hmm. It's a scary time. Yeah. See, you live through. I think that that guy crazy. actually murdered someone. Um, he grew up and ended up murdering a, a person. It could have been me. Could have been me. But it wasn't. Yeah. I, I uh, escaped. Velvet Santa says, speaking of scary, what about Gary Busey? Uh, Gary Busey's in some trouble for allegedly touching time? people. Touching our hearts or like touching no, our private parts? Like their butt cheeks or something. No. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, like he, if Ezra, Ezra Miller can do it, like Gary Busey just needs to be cast as a superhero and then everything will be okay. Oh, but Gary Busey has like the legitimate excuse that of he being has insane? brain damage yeah. from a motorcycle accident, man. He, or just crazies. He had that to begin with, so he was he was crazy and then had brain damage, yeah. Guys, Tyler says our private hearts instead of our private parts. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's what's going on in the news. Uh, we need to move on for time's sake. Uh, just real quick, Steven Seagal, you want to talk about crazy? Steven Seagal was in the news. He's he doing do? insane things in Ukraine and Russia. Look it up. Uh, what? He, I've defended Steven Seagal on the show before, and I'm not going to do that anymore. Oh, wow. So I'll defend his movies, uh, him... Please keep me away from him. um, He went in front of like a a mass grave of Ukrainians and said it was Ukraine's fault and and was like, go Russia or something. Oh my God. He's a crazy person. Yeah. He is going to be under siege before we know it. 
anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to movies that are coming out in theaters this weekend, uh, starting this Thursday, because generally movies come out on Thursday. Um, so if there's any older movies that are in the theaters that you haven't quite gotten a chance to see yet, there are... <laughs> Gary, have you seen Steven Skull? Are both in Under Siege? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> They're under Under Siege right now. Um, if you, uh, like I said, if there's a, a, a film playing in the theater that's been out for a minute and you haven't got a chance to see, always try and check it out before Thursday hits because that's when those older ones kind of get swept under, especially on a weekend like this because there are two big, big releases coming out that are going to knock some of those little movies out. Um, and we will start with um, probably the less, less popular of the two. Uh, it's a new film from director Jessica M. Thompson. It's a vampire movie, which I am just contractually obligated to see no matter what, but it is called The Invitation, and it is starring uh, Natalie Manuel, who it seems like she is in everything these days, um, and uh, it's got Sean Pertwee, uh, who always plays a good bad guy, and a lot of up-and-comers that I, you probably haven't seen or I'm not as familiar with, but it is a vampire tale, and it is a it is a, about this young woman who is courted and swept off her feet, only to re- realize that a gothic conspiracy is afoot. Yeah, it's a 23andMe horror movie. Yes, it is. Um, it does not have giants and true love, uh, asks Velvet Santa, but it does have does have vampires and murder most foul. Um, you know, the premise is she gets this invitation to come, you know, overseas. She takes a genetic test or whatever, and they woo her away to the motherland, and they're all a bunch of vampires, and they want to turn her, and I guess the trailer gives away so much, um, and I guess she turns into, you know, the classic final girl and starts slaying vampires with skills that, you know, only a regular everyday journalist in in New York or wherever the hell she lives, you know, quote unquote big city. Um, and yeah, just 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 all these these skills imbued to to defeat, you know, creatures of the night that have lived for thousands of years practicing ancient martial arts just because they're bored. But, you know, we'll 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 be able to stop them. But yeah, like Tyler said, the, the trailer should have stopped before the last sh- few shots because it shows her murking out a couple of them and it's like, that would have been an exciting thing to see in the movie yes. without knowing it was coming up. Just be like, whoa, yeah, get them. But... Uh, Velvet Santa says, let us know how it goes. seems like there should be a vampire timeshare pitch movie by now. I mean, if you if you really think about like 3,000 uh, or was it uh, 30 Days of Night... Um, that is kind of, you could stretch that into like so, being a vampire timeshare. Um, if a vampire has a timeshare and someone else is staying in it, do they have to be invited in since they technically own part of it? Well, and, and also like, what if, if you were a vampire, you know, and you, and you, you know, reserve, like you get a digital invite, you know, like an email confirmation from a, an Airbnb or a, you register for a party. That's an invitation, right? You know, a digital, does, does digital invitations like transcend, you know, ancient thousand year old curses or whatever, or, you know, how do I don't know. I don't know. Does, does, does it update for technology? You know, I, you know, who knows, who knows what the supernatural If holds. a vampire's hit up and, and their friend says, yeah, man, just come on whenever. When they show up, do open they still, invitation. Do they still have to be invited in? Now we're getting into 
Mm. It's getting into October. It's getting into spooky season. This um, is the kind of thing we need to say for like a subscriber only chat or whatever. Yeah, dollar ninety nine a minute, you guys. Well, the invitation <laughs> is coming soon. It's coming this week. You guys can check that out. And um, there is a small film that's probably not going to get released here in the states. It is uh, a Spanish film called El Buen Patron. It's called The Good Boss, um, and it stars uh, Javier Bardem. Um, looks pretty cool. Got got a lot of olive brand around this one um, probably not going to get it in a theater near me but uh, it is getting a expanded release this week but the big one that everybody's talking about and one that we'll definitely probably both see I think do you not? I don't know it looks good is the new film from George Miller uh, called 3,000 Years of Longing uh, of course this film um, starring Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba it's uh, kind of a classic you know, Aladdin's lamp sort of genie tale where uh, Idris Elba plays the, the the djinn and Tilda Swinton is the, you know, the possessor of said wishes and looks sort of like a vignette-laden sort of Baron Munchausen-esque uh, sort of romp through memory of, of tales that Idris Elba's character may be telling about how these wishes turned out, you know, and that's the thing about, you know, it seems like it's kind of a monkey's paw twist to genies and wishes. Um, I, uh, I, I, I really want to see this movie. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't raise George Miller up on this giant pedestal that a lot of other people seem to, you know, everyone's just like from the mad genius director, George Miller. And I'm just like, from the mad genius director of happy feet, happy feet Two, babe pig in the city. And I'm like, people have only started saying that about him since Mad uh, Max, Mad Max. The most recent one came mm-hmm. out. What was it called? Fury uh, Road. Fury Road, yeah. Yeah, which I hated it. I, I'm a, actually a really big Mad Max fan. Oh, which was that okay. was in the news. Uh, there's a little, um, there's a, a, a dwarf in Australia that's uh, Aborigine, and people have been giving him a hard time, and he got bullied. So they're like, you know what? Screw you guys. And they got cast in like, one of the next Mad Max movies coming up. I don't know if it's Furiosa Dope. or uh, the next Yeah, there's sequel. two. There's Furiosa, which is currently filming right now, and they mm-hmm. haven't an- announced another. Uh, it's currently untitled Mad Max project. But, but like, why are we still calling it Mad Max? Because Mad Max is long dead. Like, there is no Mad Max in well, these. Well, it's supposed to be in the same time, but but Tom Hardy was not He was not Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah. He was a guy in this world. Um, and he barely did anything. You know, and, and uh, it's just, you know, Mad Max. Why don't we just call it Road Warrior? Furious, because Road Warrior could be any character. It's mm, a Mad Road Warrior. Mad Max war. is the Road Warrior. Yeah, but though. but Mad Max hasn't been in. He wasn't in Fury Road, and he's not going to be in Furiosa. And he wasn't. He was in Fury Road. I mean, Tom Hardy is like supposed to be Mad Max. It's just no. He, was he? Yeah, he was. Well, Max. then that's dumb. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of been the whole stance that I've had since the movie came out. Is that it was dumb. Very dome. And that was a lot of people's like first introduction to Mad Max or whatever for some reason because they've never known about like friggin' leather daddy uh, dune buggy puppy. Oh, that guy. Little puppy. I guess I just completely blocked it out of my mind that Tom Hardy was supposed to be Max. Yeah, he's supposed to be Max. Because why not just get 
insane Mel Gibson to be like old Max. You yeah. know, he's like, why don't oh. just continue? Because he's it. a crusty, insane like gun wielder in all of his movies anyway. Like, let's 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 do it. Oh, and David over on Facebook says, well, how about we get a Mad Maxine? Like that That's seems Furiosa. like we're yeah, just uh, just I just like let's call it something else. Let's just ditch the. Let's stick to the Road Warrior, you know. I mean, I think we're we're probably smart enough. Well, no, we're not. As a, as a as a population, we're not smart enough to make the connection. That's why they do this. It's because to attach it to a uh, I am uh, uh, an already existing property. But uh, yeah. Anyway, well, what are we even talking about? That's right. We're talking about three thousand years of longing, which has nothing to do with Mad Max. It has everything to do with uh, George Miller's new film, which is coming out in theaters this weekend so uh we're probably definitely going to be talking about one of these movies uh mm. whatever i have time to go see and whatever i can twist jake's arm into going and seeing yeah with i'll me. watch the genie movie unless i can find something better but what about what about the other movie you don't want to watch okay whatever the vampire movie yeah no not really well, we were scared of vampires too. <laughs> no it just looks real dumb dude. it just looks it just looks like i mean just looks I mean, it looks like some I'm just not really into, man. Just not really into to, to having nightmares when I go home, you know, dude? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. I'm not, bro. I really don't want to have uh, nightmares. Mm, well, uh, speaking of real-life nightmares, Velvet Santa on Twitch just um, said something that, that, that we haven't really talked about. Well, we have been talking about it quite a bit on the show, and we're going to talk about it again right now. But uh, this is the last and final weekend of the 112 drive-in coming up on us. Uh, the 112 drive-in has been in operation for almost 80 years at this particular location for 46 years, and uh, its final weekend is this weekend. And, you know, there's a lot of people arguing about it online. There's a lot of people saying, well, why doesn't somebody book? You know, and I, that, that's one of my least favorite things. When We've talked about that. Somebody else says, why doesn't somebody else do this thing I want? You know, and uh, a lot of reports, depending on what side of the fence you're on, you know, the people retired, they sold it to a person, the person's going to develop it. And it kind of, it sucks. It sucks for everybody. Um, Jimmy Terry finally retired. Is he still alive? I don't know. But um, 86 says, I know Jake is into some stuff like the Macho Man. Macho Man. Um, yeah. But, you know, you know, the 112 drive-in, it's, it's, it's a piece of history. It's a piece of Arkansas history. It's a piece of... Just cinema history, really. There's not many uh, drive-ins left. I think there's under 400 left in the United States. Um, you know, as Knox Solid said over on Twitch, uh, that drive-in could have been popping. Yes, there, there's a lot of missed opportunities that this drive-in didn't didn't take because you know they're very old school, which was a part of the charm. They could have updated the time, but they didn't. And unfortunately, we can't change that that time. But um, this past weekend, they had Twister and um, was it uh, was it Grease? Maybe were the two movies that were playing. I because Twister's the only one, that, or no, it was Wizard of Oz and Twister. I think maybe two tornado movies uh and then this next weekend it's going to be the final weekend they're playing maybe that's the grease weekend yeah grease um, and footloose or something like that something like that two movies that i really could care absolutely less for we um, went and watched footloose at the drive-in together i know well not my favorite but i but i went because it was the drive-in and it was uh, dirty dancing and footloose double feature. i went for dirty dancing i stayed yeah. for footloose <laughs> Um, you'll put me in a corner for for the drive-in, uh, but but you know the drive-in. 
I've had a lot of great memories there. Uh, it's going to be really sad seeing it go, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I definitely think that a lot of people feel the same, but it's one of those things that, especially, unfortunately, the dollar wins. Yeah, especially considering the church across the street now getting down 112 is going to be like a two-hour journey for the 25 yards of road. And then especially when they develop, put all the residential, um, you know, mixed-use development that's going to be down there. But that's how it works, guys. I mean, if, if there's anything that you've learned by watching the drive-in speaker box all these years is that, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what we like. It doesn't matter what we don't like. It doesn't matter what's PC. It doesn't matter what's, you know, diverse or checkmarked. It matters what we give money to. And if there is a drive-in, you know, the drive-in probably, they probably wouldn't have sold it if we were just packing the sucker out all the time and they were making money hand over fist they weren't you know people are like i can't believe it's all it's ten dollars for a whole car it's so expensive golly two movies for eleven dollars it used to be 45 cents when my nana's nana's nana went here in 1948 and it's like god shut the fuck up and like buy something from the snack bar i'm gonna smuggle in all this food and not support this driving you're gonna charge me five dollars for bringing in my own food golly i can't believe you have acres and acres of highly valuable real estate that you're reserving for this thing that we can enjoy for only ten dollars as a whole family go fuck yourself like fuck you and i'm sorry i'm cursing so much but y'all are the ones that destroyed the drive-in and took it from me like every person that bitches incessantly about something not being perfect not being cheap and not being delivered when someone else is doing all the work gah! you, you know? can't bring in your own nachos that have hot flavored cheese <sighs> that shit makes me so mad Snack bar had really good food um, <laughs> oh no if it would call it really good food I mean they had cheese that tasted like heat you know, mm-hmm. just a flavor of hot, like if you were to you put a, a pickle, a spoon over a over a flame, and then stick it to your tongue. That's what the cheese tasted like. You know, like nachos. Kitchen was always you could get clean. a pickle. You get a, a a crispy chili dilly at the drive-in. You know, mm-hmm. and like you'd see those commercials. It's like, let's go all to the lobby and get ourselves a snack. And they you had could, the shit. They had the hot dog. They yeah. had the pickle. They had the. You could get like a Frito pie or whatever. Yeah. It was so good. And you know, the only thing that was weird is they put like cellophane over their popcorn buckets because you know a couple of the people that work at the drive-in were like humongous you know germaphobes and so everything was incredibly sterile and incredibly you know individually packaged and in you know but yeah it was a clean place it was a great place gonna miss it i don't know why the drive-ins lean at the um the uh playground at the front of all drive-ins that's always been a really weird thing uh but anyway all right i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna drink some tequila and calm down, because um, like I'm really I'm really torn up about it, guys. Like it's sad, but 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 we're hitting the point. We got to start reviewing movies because we only got 20 minutes left in the show. So I'm gonna let Jake take over. We're gonna talk about Dragon Ball Z, super no, duper hero guy. That's the one I wanted. Okay. Okay. Well, then talk about. Like, I'll do the. I'll do the House of Yeah. Let me Dagrons. do the House of Dragons first. Okay. Yeah, the House of Dagrons, uh, just because it's the easiest one to go into. Game of Thrones prequel spinoff. It's it's set. It makes it very clear. It's 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen because she's the bi- the big one, and uh, it's about the House Targaryen and their time in charge and when things were peaceful. Except the whole show was nothing but naked butts and ding dongs and people getting their faces beat in because Is this the new one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because someone didn't like the way they looked, you know. So there's a whole the whole episode takes place around the king, and he's and his ding dong. He's finally having uh, his wife has a child that she's carried to term because all other attempts of this have failed, and they've been uh, uh, miscarriages or stillborns or whatever. And this is finally the one to be the one. But she ends up it's a breach, and they have to decide whether it's going to be the super secret art of the maesters, which is a C-section or whatever, and he has to make the decision and they're, the whole thing is like why can't a woman be on the throne can't believe they won't let a woman be on the throne but eventually it's like he's going I'm going to put my daughter on the throne because uh, Doctor Who my brother is evil and it's very clear that the inbreeding has gotten to his brain uh, much in the same way that it did every other um you know, character on the throne in Game of Thrones that you saw like Daenerys and uh, um her weird brother um, Jack what what was the kids what was the 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 king that everyone the poison, hated Joffrey yeah Joffrey Baratheon basically the same thing the inbreeding has made his brain mean and he takes it out on people when he's not supposed to but you've this, got the mean brains but this time you get dragons from episode one so you get to see a couple of big dragons they all kind of look different I heard they're more like wyverns well, yeah, I mean that's how it was in Game of Thrones too. They have their their arms and wings are the same thing, so they don't have four legs and wings. Instead, they have two wings that they walk on and legs. Uh, so yeah, much more wyvern like. Uh, but all in all, you get a little bit of hint to Game of Thrones music. Uh, you get to see um, King's Landing or whatever, you know, and uh, that it sets it up for the rest of the show with with uh, Matt Smith being a eyebrowless evil Targaryen versus the good guys of the peaceful king and his daughter who's king to be and you find out that the secret that all kings of Targaryens know whether it be king or queen is that uh, the reason the Targaryens came to Westeros in the first place was because of the prophecy of the Song of Ice and Fire from a dream that one of the Targaryens had. So it turns out the Targaryens knew about this the whole time and they kept it a secret amongst themselves and didn't tell anyone. So the whole title of Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire, and, and the, uh, the prince who was promised is like a Targaryen dream that they had one time. It's dumb. I mean, it turns out it's it's kind of more the same, you know, of like mid-run Game of Thrones where it had like introduced dragons and people were like, well, this is kind of cool, but it had started towards that boring path a little bit. It wasn't the same exciting Game of Thrones. Well, it's, but it's been, you know, so long since this thing began. It, I mean, it gives, you a, stop. it gives you a little bit of everything that you got from all the other seven or eight seasons of Game of Thrones, like... It's like, here's some inbreed people, and here's some Baratheons, and here's some jousting. Here's a dude having his dick chopped clean off in public and thrown away. Well, they, like, they were like, that's what everybody loved about the first yeah, one. Yeah, so they're like, this guy's hands cut off. This guy's wiener's lopped off. These people are sexing in front of everybody. These guys are mad at each other. The hand of the king is causing some trouble because people don't like the way he does things, even though he's the one dude doing the right thing. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's sad that... 11 years ago, season one of Game of Thrones came back or came out, and we're still, they're still kicking the same horse, doing the same stuff. Yeah, uh, it's it like, just it's takes, been 11 years, guys. Let's let it go. It takes every season of Game of Thrones, even talking about the, uh, the, the Frozen Boys, 
and it just wraps it all into like a single episode. It's like remember this, uh, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this. Hey, there you go, episode. Yeah. We're done. And in Velvet Santa asks, is it better or worse than Dragonheart? Worse, dude. Dragonheart rules. Dragonheart, the first movie, uh, not including because the dragon could talk. Yeah, not including all of Sean its Connery. spinoffs and stuff. The original Dragonheart is sick, and I had every toy. I had the every subsequent, single. The toy. subsequent spinoffs were not as yeah, sick. Not they were. Good. They were. Yeah, they they were. I've I've talked at length to people about like the peeling open of the scale and the plucking out a piece of the heart and giving this it time to. I get the reward and you take the fall. Yeah, but it turns out the kid he gives his heart to is regular Joffrey Baratheon too, huh? And he has to team up with old uh, Kevin Costner to to win his heart back or whatever. Mm-mm-mm. Original Dragon Heart's really good. It's not bad. Well, you can uh, you can follow along with the uh, the rest of the show. Are you going to keep watching it, or uh, eh, I mean, maybe if I'm bored or something? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, Tyler said it's really boring, like really boring. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's more it's, the same. Yeah, it's 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 more the same. It's whatever. We'll see how it goes because the previews for all the next episodes are like dragon battles and naval it'll be interesting stuff. to see if it gets more than a season. You know, um, I I. I'm sure it will if everybody talks about it online, but who will? Yeah, it's just Game of Thrones had that slow build of being like, here's a world of reality and magic is slowly introduced and now you have magic. And this one's like dragons, dude. Full on. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, let's see. Moving on to... um, Hardy ask if we've seen RRR. Yeah, we did. I reviewed it on a show a little while back. Several weeks back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next film is from A24. It was called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's actually been out for about two weeks. I've uh, been meaning to watch this one. It's from director Helena Rajan, um, uh, relatively new director. And this film, um, you know, stars a lot of, you guessed it, up-and-comers. Uh, you've got Pete Davidson, Lee Pace, and Maria Bakalova, uh, kind of the big highlights of this movie. But uh, this movie, you know, it, it just... It was released by A24, so that's got got me kind of curious. You know, A24 generally picks pretty interesting, pretty heady, or pretty envelope-pushing stuff. And this movie, whew, the first, I would say the first act, like we'll divide it in act one, act two. Um, not even, there's not really even an act three in this. But the first half of this movie was trash i didn't like it i was like why 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 is this an a24 movie this this movie is pretty boring and pretty you know watching a lot of gen z's just like bicker and you know be privileged and all this kind of stuff it's a bunch of rich gen z kids like Mm. having this very inexplicable stupid hurricane party and there's so many inexplicable stupid things that they're doing you're like why would you do this like a hurricane's coming so they lock themselves into their mansion and and like having a party and it's like it's so super dumb and you know, they, they, they decide to play this game that they used to play when they were kids called Bodies, 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 which somehow involved, like, slapping each other while you take shots, and then you turn the light off, and if someone has a color piece of paper, you're supposed to play dead, but then, you know, someone ended up actually dying, um, and then it sets into motion this whole sort of horror comedy of everybody just dying, right, you know, and, and much in the same vein of, say, like, a movie like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, where it's this just sort of happenstantial comedy of errors, where everybody just ends up dying because they're just making poor decisions this movie kind of takes a really interesting uh twist and um it it so i guess tyler he 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 saw this one um 
I think he's talking about this. He says it definitely gets better as it goes. Uh, by the second half, I was kind of sold. There was one particular scene that really just framed the entire movie for me and really made me understand why A24 picked this up because it went from a horror comedy to social commentary about Gen Z really fast. Hmm. And there is a scene where four of the remaining characters are all in the same room, not trusting each other. You know, there's like, oh, who's it's a who done it essentially. But they like all the thing. Yes, very much they start like the thing. Burning each other to see who freaks out. But what happens is you know, it's a group of people that have known each other for a while and like one or two outsiders, but it starts exploring all of these weird ideas that, you know, about how we live in internet culture and, you know, social media culture and all these microaggressions and being fake to most of the world and not really revealing your true selves and like all of these sort of uh, just like crazy microaggressions that people deal with day in and day out, even with some of your own close and personal people, because no one is really honest and genuine with anybody anymore you know and all of these things kind of like start to unfold in this big argument that lasts way too long to a point where it becomes real and you could everything that has happened in this moment becomes plausible from the scene you're just like oh okay I get how broken and stupid these people are and the rest of the movie starts to make a whole lot more sense and then you become invested in it and then it kind of sticks the landing you know I won't give away the ending but it was exactly kind of what I thought was going to happen um, but but it was really really interesting to see this this flip like right at the beginning you know right in the, in the second act it's like oh wait a minute I see what you're doing here you just made this movie a lot smarter than the first half of this movie made me think it was going to be because the first half of this movie made me want to punch someone and um, and I think that was by design and uh, I wasn't mad at it by the end of it I had I had a lot of fun uh, Tyler over on YouTube quoting the he's a Libra moon uh, which was a pretty funny scene by one of the characters you know she brings this date over and they're like how long have you known him and she's like doesn't even know his last name and he goes but he's a Libra moon that's got to say something and uh, it's just like shit you see on the internet and shit you hear I mean we live in a college town it's back to school season the conversations you I overhear at work are very much like this and it's it's kind of like this foreboding prophecy of the end of days of like how terrible our our culture is spiraling into its own self implosion but um but yeah in in that respect i thought it was kind of interesting um is this a great movie no mm. uh would i watch it again probably not um did i have fun watching it sure if it's on shutter or something and it's october yeah if i'd never seen it i'd check it out and i'd recommend it to someone but i wouldn't I'm not going to put it on a pedestal. Um, hmm. I definitely don't think it's required viewing in a theater either. Like, if you want to catch it on some streaming services when it comes out, go for it. But um, but it's a fairly good time. You know, the, it, it does not follow the same sort of final girl um, trope formula that a lot of horror movies do, uh, which was kind of refreshing. It kind of, it, it, it sets it up like you're going to get like a final girl um, scenario, but you really don't. So, uh, Elderly Child says, hey, what's up, y'all? Could someone throw the Discord link in the uh, chat, please? Thanks. I'm going to leave that over to our Twitch mod, Vince, yeah. to toss that one out there. Well, Velvet Santa asked the question, is it pantsworthy? Is it pantsworthy? Probably not. I mean... I love seeing movies. I went to I went to go see uh, Minions in theaters. Like I put on pants for that. I, I think the theater is pants worthy. Mm. So there you go. I I I put on pants and I enjoyed it. 
So there you go. Um, there you go. All right. Bodies, bodies, bodies in theater right now. So uh, the last movie we got to talk about, or is. Mr. Weeaboo Man over here is going to talk about. <laughs> no, um, I, I took the hit for you, Mr. Wee. Oh, you took the hit yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and get your statue uh, that you have over here. Or your, Gogeta's not in this movie. Well, bro. he is a Dragon Ball guy. Yeah. Well, let me see him. <laughs> he's a he's a got he's Gogeta. A, this Super ball. Saiyan Gogeta. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I watched Dragon Ball Super not Super Hero. Because it was released in the U.S. finally uh, Thursday after all of the wait. Um, and, you know, it's it's something that... It's a, a big theatrical release of Dragon Ball. Uh, one of the canon movies for Super. Because Super is supposed to be all canon in its movies. Uh, but they did it in the in a, a unique way by animating the whole thing in like 3D CGI rather than a, a 2D style animation. And while it looks okay compared to things like the Super Series, um, when you put it next to something like Dragon Ball Z, it kind of takes away the the spirit and heart of it, and it's not as fun, and the action is a lot more dull than what it would have been through Z. And the whole thing is there's no Goku or Vegeta. This is a story of... Then how is it even Dragon Ball? Well, because it follows Piccolo and Gohan, and Gohan's daughter Pan, and... Um, Sure this guy didn't know a lot about anime. Who's well, I know about Dragon Ball, uh, and, and and a guy that's the son or the grandson of Doctor Jiro, the creator of Androids sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and um, uh, Cell. You know, and the whole thing is it's his grandson is even more of a genius than him, but he's obsessed with superheroes and he wants to be somewhat good, but he always follows his ambitions to land him in trouble where they pick him up in prison at the beginning and the Red Ribbon Army's on the rebuild and it uh, contracts him to build new androids uh, being the superheroes, but he wants to build superheroes. He wants to have good guys. And so everyone enters this moral dilemma because he was also made to create Cell Max, like a new version of Cell uh, that eventually to defeat, uh, you know, Gohan has to reach a new form which is just completely ridiculous it's is it over nine thousand? far beyond okay uh so gohan becomes it's my only frame of reference here uh final gohan or 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 what i was calling in my head gohan gray uh and or what the internet has dubbed beast, is he like gandalf beast gohan no man so his eyes turn red and his hair turns gray and then shoots back at like a 45 degree angle with and all it's, the power. And it's so dumb. But he does have all of the power. Where he, like, special beam cannons, like, insane. Uh, overall, it's not that thrilling of a movie. Uh, my brother went with me. He fell asleep, like, four or five times. And I kept nudging him awake. And at some point, after I nudged him awake, not going to lie, I kind of dozed off a little bit, too. There, There wasn't much to it. And I don't know how much of it was the movie and how much of it was the... Um, theatrical showing of it by our local theater that had it uh, because you couldn't really hear the music you couldn't really hear the fight scenes but the vocals uh, the audio track of the vocals was there and you saw it at our AMC right I did I watched it I AMC. will say that our AMC theater 
Uh, I mean, we're both A-list members. I'm, I, I, you know, I go, I'm, I'm loyal to AMC, but I will say that some of their technical prowess is lost at this theater. They don't know, like, if things go out of focus or mm-hmm. if their stereo goes out of sync or if there's rear channels not firing. They do not know what to do. They're just like, oh, we're sorry, yeah, sir. If the, if the masking is off or something, yeah. Everything it, looks fine to me, says the same people that have, like, motion blur on at their TV at home. Yeah. We don't understand the problem. Uh, Anyhow, uh, overall, is it pantsworthy? Probably not. Can you watch it on uh, a streaming service it's or, be a or something? Crunchyroll soon. Yeah, it's a Crunchyroll production. They're the ones that put it into the theater, so you Got could probably it. watch it on there pretty soon. Uh, that's probably where you'll want to watch it. Thanks, it, American business. Yeah, nice. Uh, it'd be okay to watch in tidbits too, kind of separated out, because overall, it's kind of really slow paced, and the whole thing is that they're. Um, goading Gohan and Piccolo into fighting them so they can prove the androids are better and then eventually of course they're not and the, the real superheroes win over the uh, the fake ones but if you're a Dragon Ball fan it's kind of up in there I like Dragon Ball but I am kind of on the fence about it I don't know how I felt about it Gohan's my favorite character but at the same time they kind of do him a bit over the top and ridiculous so um there you go. I mean, I don't know. There's not much to it, honestly. There's one Easter egg at the end of the movie in the credits for Dragon Ball fans that uh, would make a lot of people happy. So um, maybe check it out for that. Otherwise, uh, just wait. There's no reason to go running out to the theater for it, honestly. Well, all right. Well, those are the movies that are in theaters right now. Uh, Shout-outs to Reed over on Facebook watching in international waters probably. What time is it in, in your part of the world uh, uh, read very curious that you've stayed up and 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 whatever wee hours of the morning and listening to us, but we thank you. Um, yeah, and speaking of wherever you're listening, you can make sure to download our podcast, take us on the go, or mm-hmm. you can watch the older episodes of these. I would say the YouTube is the best place to find older uh, of the video episodes. Twitch only saves two. Um, it's it's Tuesday there, so it's the next day. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in in the future. Like, you could tell us what happens in the future on Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. But we still have a little bit more show because it is time for the box office roundup. You can uh, follow along at home. We uh, get all of our box office data pulled each week from IMDb Pro, which is uh, a great resource. But we give you the um, top ten movies in America. The reason we give you domestic numbers is because that's the one factor that everybody looks at in terms of... Of making green lights so just because it does good in another country doesn't necessarily mean we're going to see another one uh so i'm going to turn it over to jake he's going to give you the top 10 movies in america starting with number 10 let's go number 10 the movie that Bo reviewed bodies 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 and its third official week of release brought in 2.4 million bringing its domestic total up to 7.4 uh, for its three-week run. Uh, coming in at number nine, Where the Crawdads Sing, hanging in there in its sixth week of not being advertised very well. Still surprised it's still in there. $3.2 million, uh, bringing in $77.777 million. Not bad for a movie that I think a lot of people hadn't heard about. I, I feel like a lot of it's getting around word of mouth Yeah. Um, because I've had more people say something to me about it than actually seeing trailers for it kind of a thing. Um Number eight, Nope, in its fifth week. Surprised to see the Jordan Peele movie all the way down at number eight already. Uh, bringing in three and a half million this last weekend for its domestic total of 113.8 
not bad though. Uh, killed it money wise. So he's gonna he's gonna have any project he wants greenlit for hey, a while. Thanks for the nice. sub, American business. Thank you. Um, coming in number seven, the Minions: Rise of Gru movie in its eighth week, bringing in three hundred fifty. So and one quarter million dollars. So all of the dollars for minions. Uh, six Thor: Love and Thunder in its seventh week, still bringing in on. four million for a total of only three hundred thirty-two. Still behind minions, despite being ahead of it in the weekly total. Bring in it's it has catching up to do if it wants to even think about coming over minions. Uh, number five: DC League of Super Pets, sticking with the animated and the superheroes in its fourth week what's that 5.6 million dollars uh bringing in a total of 67.4 probably not what dc uh they've been advertising is hoping really for. heavy especially in the theaters well but. and it's a rock it has the rock and, and kevin Keanu hart. reeves rock and kevin hart like that's the combo that's in all movies yeah but dwayne johnson Keanu reeves it has big names and it's yeah not bringing in the big money um so we'll see where that goes but talking about Big money. Oh, man, this is crazy. And it's 13th week of release. King of the box office. Coming in number four, Top Gun Maverick. This movie is still making tons another of money. $5.9 million for a domestic total of $683 million. It's worldwide total nearly $1.5 billion. That's uh, so insane. Yeah. So insane. Killing it. Doing great. Uh, number three in its third week. Bullet Train uh, finally dropped from the top spot, brought in $8 million uh, for its domestic total of 69 Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, a fun movie, one that we reviewed on the show. Neither one that of us expected it week, to yeah? be good. Uh, or no, two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. We watched it opening. Yeah. So neither one of us expected it to be good from the trailers. Turns out it was But it was good. It was great. Uh, and then opening at the number two spot, bringing in $11.5 million, Beast. Uh, so Idris Elba out there about to compete with himself coming up this weekend. That's right. Two Idris Elba movies in theaters. I'm pretty sure Beast is not going to. I mean, it opened at number two against anime, but. Uh, well, you just gave away the oh, top well, spot. Sorry. Opening at number one, the movie that I reviewed, bringing in $20.1 million from a studio that you don't see on that list very often, Crunchy Roll, as far as its American a release. $20 million opening for an animated non-English film is well, from Crunchyroll. Was this was this dubbed? You have both options. Okay. You can watch it dubbed or subbed. Sub. I watched the subtitled As because I wanted to have the Japanese voice actors. But that's still very impressive. And again, only being in 3,000 theaters nationwide and hitting the number one spot. Very, very interesting. Yeah, uh, and a fun bit of tidbit, uh, fun tidbit there. Vince pointed out that E.T. Op- uh, is at number 20 right now. For its anniversary nice. showing, yeah, um, yeah, and also says he mentioned there's some interesting marketing going on at uh, Fathom Events, the movie Bros, which I saw a trailer trailer for uh, when I saw uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies uh, presenting three straight rom coms um, in a, in a row. It's kind of a interesting interesting marketing way of of of, of pre, um, promoting a new, a, a new film. So um, I mean, Fathom Events is, is 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 a cool company. I really really enjoy their their events that they do and the movies that they choose and, and and getting people to enjoy films that aren't just your everyday you know marvel blockbusters and disney whatever so um always a good shout out to fathom 
Yeah, Velvet Santa said that it looks like uh, Fathom is bringing Star Trek Two to the theaters. I will have to go watch that. Wrath of Khan. Yeah, and see Khan. Watch the Khan. the ear wig worm mind control things. Goof. Well, all right, guys. Well, that's our show. We're a few minutes over, but I'm sure you didn't mind. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe. Like, And thanks to all the people that subbed this week on the show. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, and, and you can always download this podcast wherever you download your podcast to get the audio version of this on the go. And uh, any 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 final words there? there? Grip? Jake? What? No, Slick. I got nothing. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, we will catch you guys next week, probably talking about one of the movies that we talked about earlier in the show. And uh, as always, go see a theater movie. Go support your drive-in. Vote with your dollar. Make good decisions. We'll see you next week. Join the Discord. Yeah, join that Discord. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.